just about people at the end of the day. And something I'm really proud of with this project is that it's not like hitting you over the head with like being an issue movie or like I have this agenda or whatever. It's just about people living and I, I just want more movies like that. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 71. I'm Leslie Shannon. And I'm Elise Sievert. Today we are sitting down with writer-director Harula Rose. We talked to her about her film Once Upon a River, now making the festival circuit. Developing character from emotion. And Twitter robbers. They're like, thanks you for the They're like this big and they're like, teddy bears i'm like someday. you wouldn't protect me from anything like i'm your protector <laughs> someday they will you never know that's true that's true that is very true so how long have you been in la um well i moved here for film school in 08 i think it was and then i didn't st- finish film school but i stayed in la um but i travel so much that i feel strange saying like I moved here then because I've been gone a lot of that time. So, and making a movie and doing post elsewhere, I was, I feel like I've just gotten back after being away for something like two years. Where did you do post? New York. New York. Yeah. And like scouting and casting and everything. I've been gone for, it feels like a long time. Yeah. Did you shoot in Michigan? Because that's Um, where the book takes place. Yeah. I shot in Illinois, which right near the Wisconsin border, because they have these great tax credits that Michigan doesn't have. And the landscape's the same. I mean, all those lakes and rivers and the kinds of birds and the way it all sounds and feels is the same. So it worked out. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest, so I know. Oh, where else? Nebraska. Where? Lincoln. Nice. Have you been there? I have. Wow. You and do get around. Omaha a lot. Omaha a Yeah. Lot. And to, um, what was that other town called? Um, I always forget. It's like Grand Island. Grand Island. Yeah. You've been to Grand Island. Mm-hmm. A couple of times. What were you doing in Grand Island? <laughs> An ex-boyfriend. Oh, lived there you It was from there. There you yeah. go. You and Lady Gaga. <laughs> really? She had a Nebraska boyfriend. No way. Yeah, there's a song about him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple Nebraska boyfriends. They raise good guys there, I guess. I guess. I found mine in Colorado. So, nice. well, it found him in New York, but he was Colorado. But he's from Nebraska. No, you're from so Nebraska. I'm from Nebraska. He's from Colorado. He's from Colorado. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good um, stock. Good I, people. Yeah. Good sturdy yes, people. Yes. <laughs> um, so. I you kind of like referenced it already, but you were talking about how had the same birds and same sounds and everything for your film. Um, that's one of the things is nature is so much a part of the film. Like it is a living, breathing thing that is a part of the film. Is that I imagine that was intentional? Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to feel like its own character and have it be very present. So you're really in her experience because it is so much about her subjective experience and I just wanted to have that be really in the experience of watching it and knowing what that would feel like to be alone in that kind of place where that wind blows and you know to know what that temperature is and hear all those birds and all that stuff yeah and she's definitely like a kind of Huck Finn Annie Oakley throwback so I think she is comfortable in the wild so it's nice to have her environment be a part of the story so this was adopted from a, a book a novel how did you find um 
Once Upon a River? Like, how did you find oh, that book? How did you, um, how did that come into your sphere of consciousness? <laughs> Bonnie Jo Campbell is this amazing writer, and she went to the same college as me. Um, and I happened to be looking through, like, the alumni magazine, and there was something about this picture of her, and then the story sounded really cool, so I ordered it, and then I read it, like, devoured it, in that weekend and then I read it again I was like I think that's what I want to make and then um I contacted her and we got along so well and we were seeing eye to eye on how to tell the story and like what the character's like and so so then I just it took time to figure it all out in terms of the logistics and money and casting and a million other things but I really wanted that to be my first feature that is awesome. How, what a cool way to find someone in order to connect. The, yeah. It's so funny to me, too, hearing different people's stories about creating and just how much of just being open to particular opportunities in the world because you never know how things are going to pan so out. true. You really don't. Um, I guess you hone in more and more on what you like and what you're open to, but it's really good to stay open. You just don't know when a good idea comes your way. And I... This was perfect because technically speaking, I really wanted to do stuff that had to do with um, the outdoors and learning certain technical aspects of like there was certain um, like having a stunt coordinator and an armorer to deal with the gun and like the boat and the water and a million challenges and doing a period piece and pulling it off. And then there was some sexual content. There's a lot of stuff that felt like a big growth and it was really exciting that it was so challenging and also it felt very natural when you have the right people and a good team. I had like such an incredible crew and the cast was all like amazing people. So that makes for a really just good vibes. great experience. Yeah, it was really cool. And it's I hard, think that but comes good. out too in the final product. Thank you. I'm so glad you guys liked it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, was there something about, and I haven't read the book compared to the script, yeah, you'll um, love it. She's such an amazing writer. I, I, yeah, I would love to read it. Um, but her having Native American ancestry and being Native American, was that part of the book or mm -hmm. was that that was? Yeah, it's part of the book. I wanted to bring it out more because I thought it added a, a layer, like a texture to her character if that's more like visibly obvious because in the book – you know it in the prose, but it's not like immediately recognizable as much in the way she looks. But I just thought it kind of added more to her like not fitting in in a way that is faster to understand in this world where you get 90 minutes instead of like 300 pages. Um, so, yeah, so I wanted to lean into that. And then it was a nice opportunity to learn more. And the guy that she runs into on the road who's played by Ajuak, that person was native in the book. And I was just really curious about like what is his backstory and let's talk more about him and it was fun developing that with the actor who played him mm -hmm. how much like how much did you have to let go of because you only have 90 minutes to tell a story versus 300 pages like did it's tricky you, yeah. yeah adaptations are tricky because there's so much beautiful stuff in the book and my first draft was way too long and then I had to figure out ultimately what is like repetitive like what do you already know about this person versus what is giving you new information to illuminate in the story and so there were a lot of characters and storylines I don't I wouldn't say a lot but a few where I had to remove them or kind of collapse them in a certain way because um, it takes place over two years in the book and 
it was really hard to do that in 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for like an indie budget and everything. What do you mean? That's complicated? <laughs> yeah. It's a great coming of age story. And one thing that I w- was just curious about was she was surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. Like she, besides her mother, it, it most of the other characters are men and how she dealt with them. And I was just curious, um, like, did you emphasize that more? Was, like, how would she relate to a peer that was female? Because that that was one thing I was like, I don't know, it was very striking to me, I guess. Yeah, I think basically, uh, I don't know whether this was conscious or not in the book and in the story and in the movie. It seems to me that if you're not, in the house and being like a homemaker or if you're not playing like the wife, the the token wife or whatever, like the mom was, then like what is your role if you don't fit those things for women? I think it was really hard for a long time, especially in like a smaller town. Like what can she do if she's a girl in this man's world? And so I don't think that that character has many friends, but then on top of it, if you're, ostracized and it's like you're out of doors what do you do you know like how do you find your sense of family um so I think it makes it a little more clear who she is that it's all men and she can still hold her own and still be curious and make mistakes but um I kind of love that about her that she is not ashamed just like living her life yeah there was like um a gravitas toward like of her for being so young like even just the actress the the script in itself but the actress like just yeah. like Kennedy's amazing s- yeah this like very which I mean kind of speaks to the to the native aspect of her like this old soul like mm-hmm. navigating this like new world and like young world not even new world like the young world and a young way of being I don't know yeah she's um definitely like someone who is equal parts like really open and vulnerable, but also really tough. And I thought that was intriguing because so many times you see a young man living in the wild, like into the wild or Huck Finn or, you know, all these stories where it's like a guy doing what she's doing. But I like that it was a girl and I like that she is fairly independent, but um, also that there's this interesting relationship between an older man and a young woman that's not romantic, but it's also like kind of its own love story it was always really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I had something and then it <laughs> flew out of my brain. <laughs> Wait, I think it's with about? this crow. I was going to say, how did, how was your, like, how did you work with the actors on this story in particular? Maybe that would be different than other films. Oh, well, I mean, with it was fun developing the character of the lover of Will with Ajuak a bit because I really wanted to know like what he wanted to explore in himself or in his because he's also native in real life. So I was like open to figuring out what this guy's backstory is because in the book, you don't really know a ton. He just kind of shows up. So that was fun to like add this whole storyline and and so he was the one that was like, well, I kind of think it'd be interesting if he was Cherokee from Oklahoma and like doing all this, you know, you know in the book that he's, like, on this trail, but we kind of added more to it, and that was fun. Um, And then with regard to Tatanka, the dad, there's a lot of backstory, too, like being somewhat related to the family next door 
and what all of the issues are that are bubbling underneath and that come to the forefront so easily because they're just like sitting just under the surface. And, um, you know, he, we had a FaceTime call and he just seemed perfect. And I gave him the role after the phone call because he's just like, I have a daughter and I read this and I just felt such a rage. And I was like, oh, boom. He he has that thing. He already felt it in like a visceral way. So I think um, as a director, it's really important to cast the right people because a lot of your work's already done. uh, Mm -hmm. If you have the right person, like Finding Kennedy was hard. She was um, such a unique combination of qualities that I wasn't finding in anyone else. And I saw so many girls but all she's over, or, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. People would send Both tapes coasts. from all over the country, yeah. and you know, I had like different people helping with casting and whatnot. And and she came at the very like the eleventh hour. We were gonna have to cancel the whole movie. I didn't have a lead. It was crazy. And then she appeared. It was pretty magical. Her ability, and then also just the script in general. I remembered what I was gonna say um, about the silence. There's oh. a lot of action. And not necessarily a lot of talking, which right. is, you know, happens in film all the time. But like, I felt like I very much felt it. And I think that's possibly another reason why you felt the nature in the way that you did mm-hmm. is because it's it was speaking when other people were not. Um, but um, is is that was that a conscious choice as well? Um, yeah, there's not a ton of dialogue um, in the script. It's like a 90 page script. So they say like a page a minute, it's about 90 minutes long. And a lot of that is expressed easily through these characters in what they're, you know, being and behaving and doing instead of having to like explain it or reiterate it. And um, that was really cool because again, I think if it's the right people and the chemistry is right, you don't have to hit the nail on the head all the time like there was some dialogue that I cut because I was like oh we already know that just by seeing it like you feel the sexual tension without having to talk about it or say anything else and people don't talk about it yeah you don't talk you know like yeah oh I'm feeling this sexual tension with you (laughs) or yeah or just like being too like flirty you know like being overly flirty like you could do that with your eyes and it's like a lot more more you know powerful yeah stronger that way yeah silence is big Margot goes from being like the voiceless girl to like being a woman who's you know got a a life to figure out there was this is just me having like a fan question um but (laughs) speaking of dialogue there was a line that um I'm sorry I don't remember his name the lovers what's the will will Mm -hmm. he says um and I'm gonna butcher the line but he says something about the the people that came to this country never intended for us to to survive. Mm-hmm. And there was something with that line that hit me. Um, what was your process, like, having written the script to go into, like, did you storyboard? Did you? How did you prep from, like, taking off the writer hat and putting on the director hat? Yeah, um, that was, that's a great question. That was a lot of um, knowing that we had to make choices. We couldn't get, like, perfect coverage on everything we just had to decide like how are we going to cover this particular moment should it be following her or should it be a wide or a medium so I had like lists of things we really absolutely needed to get um 
And that was really fun to play with. It wasn't necessarily like a storyboard situation, but I did have like a script book. Like I would put my script in this book on one page and then on the other page I would have like all the ideas of like how I wanted it to to be shot. And then, for instance, the party scene, um, the one where a lot of things happen, (laughs) um, that was a real diagram of like where is the light source going to come from? And I liked having the car headlights giving this kind of spooky, ominous vibe and certain people being silhouetted. And it was fun figuring that out, like where is the light coming from? Because it's nighttime, but you don't want it to be like completely dark. But you st- I still want it to feel the way that would really feel. So that that was just a diagram. Certain things were storyboarded, but not much. Mm. Very cool. Well, I mean, I've noticed that not only um, it seems like you've focused more on directing now, but you've kind of dabbled in all the things, it seems like. Yeah, I think they all help you learn more. Absolutely, yeah. And I was just, I wanted to speak to you about that in um, kind of what was your path into getting to now to where you're doing, I feel like mostly directing. Is that wrong or is that right? that's right. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Well, I have performed music my whole life and sung and written and been in bands and um I always thought that would conflict with movies but it actually helps it's really nice having two things because movies you have to wait all this time in between things and um, I really want to love it whatever it's going to be so it's nice having this other art form to to help with that and I thought Um, if I'm directing people, it's nice to have the experience of acting so that I know what the other side of it is like. And I think it's really cool that people choose that, but the idea of doing that all the time is terrifying to me. And I don't know how to really become someone else. You know, it's an, it's a magical thing when you, when you see it. Um, so I feel like me playing a musician in that short was really fun because it was just like another version of what I would be like and I co-wrote it but um, I don't know how people actually literally become someone else I just could never do that I really have such a profound respect for that it's so wild to see that's so nice to hear because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of other feelings toward actors that are not anything like that. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I'm sure there's hard people too, like in anything, but I generally tend to have like a no asshole policy. Um, so if there's bad vibes, I will just choose someone else. Um, you know, I haven't gotten to a point where someone's like, no, you need to work with this person or whatever. I just haven't had that and hopefully won't. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it's kind of, it feels very counterintuitive because like, I don't think you should have a status where it's okay for you to act like an asshole. Yeah. Um, and that goes for anybody, right? Like with crew any, or yeah. producers or, you know, anybody. I just don't think that it makes sense. Like it's such a collaborative effort. I can't imagine what it would have been like to have someone on the set who's making people feel unsafe or like that they couldn't feel vulnerable. Like everyone had to be so open in this movie. And like, I just can't imagine having somebody who wasn't in line with that philosophy. I just, it just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Well, it doesn't need to. Right. Right. Did you guys feel like you were camping while you were shooting? Totally. <laughs> yeah, we called it film camp. We'd have like a yes. bonfire at night sometimes. Yes. And like, it was pretty great until it got too cold. 
<laughs> what time of the year did you shoot? October and oh, November. Yeah. 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 So yeah. like I it's kept thinking, fast. I just knew I had this like witchy instinct. I was like, oh my God, I can't push any longer. If I don't find this girl, I need to call it off and wait till spring. And literally the day after we wrapped was when it snowed and we would have been able, to, we would not have been able to continue. So it was wild we were driving away everyone's like kind of emotional we had like hung out till late and then the next morning was a foot of snow wow yeah that was fate right there yeah that's movie magic like even believe it i mean we were all like this is crazy it was supposed to be made Mm -hmm. like like in that things that are supposed to be made they it happens yeah we were all fooled by that truly like we couldn't believe it that morning (laughs) we're like this is really insane yeah how was posts like were you really involved with the editors yeah i'm there the whole time i mean i give people time to get their assembly together and then you know i want to be there the whole rest of the time um and it was great i mean overall it's it's a learning process and it was my first feature so i feel like there's some things that i would maybe do a little differently like but one thing that I would want to do again was taking a little break in the middle of editing was actually kind of nice, like just to get fresh eyes and see, oh, this is so obviously, you know, not working or this is or this isn't or whatever. It's it's really nice to take these mini breaks when you're in the middle of it, I think. Did you have any babies you had to kill? Like- yes. <laughs> yes. But you get merciless because you have I know, to. It's I know. like you just don't care anymore. You're like, yeah. this has to, for the overarching thing, this has to go. And that was hard on a couple things, but then once you do it, you can't go back. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Yeah, you watch it and you're like, why did it, like, yeah, it has I mean, to be this way Yeah, now. there were a yeah. couple moments that I was like, oh, man, I wish that that could work. But it didn't, so bye. Yeah. So bye. So bye. Bye. Peace out. How did you put together like your festival list? Like what was your, do you have any strategy for like where you were submitting and how you were submitting? Um, Yeah. So obviously you always want to try for the best, but your timing might not be right. Like the stuff that happens early in the year, they saw a very rough cut of what I kind of wish I had waited because now I'll never know, like, oh, maybe it would have gotten in. So advice to young filmmakers, like, don't submit until it's done or until it's ready, just so you know you put your best foot forward. I will never, that is something I learned. I'll never do that again. But um, I'm still very grateful because we have this whole insane list of places we're going, and it's nominated, like, everywhere for at least one award, if not two. Mm -hmm. And there's certain really amazing, like, this whole, like, culture of festivals that are in these communities with a lot of native people that I think are really interesting and cool. And I would never get to go to those places or know about that whole world and do a little bit of community outreach and teaching and things like that, that I think are super important. Um, So I'm excited about all of that. And those are coming to us more now, which is really nice. Um, But I also feel like there's a few that I had known about that I'm, I'm pumped about for sure. That's great. That's awesome. It's I'm, always great when things come to you. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's really it's nice. It's also like, where have these stories been? Right. Like, where have they been? Right. You know, like I that's, know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the land that we're all living on and it's yeah. like been completely ignored. I Except know. for if it's like, 
Hollywoodized, where it's like yeah, not about yeah. the people. It's like just this like facade of what Native culture is. I know. It's really frustrating the more I learn about it, how little there is where it's just about people at the end of the day. And something I'm really proud of with this project is that it's not like hitting you over the head with like being an issue movie or like I have this agenda or whatever. It's just about people living and I I just want more movies like that where it's not like overtly about what it's really about as mm-hmm. well. It sh- it's like I an like undercurrent. It yeah, it's like a like, subtext yeah. thing and like yeah, like it's that's life and I kind of think there should be more things like that that are about real people with their own problems and um yeah, I hope there's more movies like that. There's just an amazing group of people that are not given those opportunities enough. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, it's it's so much more effective um, when you're telling stories j- that you're just showing people being people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it sinks in a lot more to the audience mm-hmm. when you're not trying to hit them over the head with something. Right. Yeah. I think it's so much more resonant and you can actually maybe get through to somebody who may not have like been open to a message movie or something, you know. Absolutely. Well, no one likes to be preached at. Nobody right. does, no, no matter what sure. if what view it is. And so, but again, it's like seeing those stories and also just the the commu- like the the classism too of the mm-hmm. film. Yeah, was also like I think really great too. Where sometimes I think that can get really Hollywoodized too, where it's just this general classism of like how lower class or poor people oh, yeah. live. Such stereotypes. Yeah. I hate that. And yeah. and it's like that's something that Bonnie Joe's writing, like her book of short stories, well, now she has several. They're all very um very three dimensional people and even people who have really hard luck in life and you you're like so glad you're not them. They have a sense of humor and there is still a sort of joy in their lives because it's not an outsider telling a story and projecting this idea of what it's like onto anyone. And I, I think that's a quality that all of her writing has. And I was really happy that it came through. Like, even though these people aren't rich, they find a way to be happy. You know, in fact, they might be happier than the people who are rich. So, um, yeah, I think that there was, there was, was like a satisfaction or a, a contentment's the wrong word. Cause that sounds like Right. There's something missing, but there right. was a satisfaction of like, I'm I'm happy with my life, you know, and like I'm enjoying the moments of it, mm-hmm. even though it's hard, right? You know, even yeah. yeah, at least it's hers, yeah, right, yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, just to talk life. I mean, it is going to be hard no right. matter what. Um, it's all how you approach it and you take it. Um, so it's not like just because someone has bukus of money doesn't mean that their life is not also hard. Life in general is hard. Um, so trying to mask it with money is not necessarily, you know, that doesn't work either. <laughs> True. Yeah. Do you have stuff in your brain or on paper for your next project? Are you yeah. are you still like kind of mm-hmm. in festival mode that you're like, I can't think oh, about both. it yet? <laughs> it's kind of a combo of both. There's all these festivals. I'm so thrilled to get to go to all these places I've never been or, and just share it with more audiences. It's really 
such a cool feeling seeing people be moved and want to talk to us after is so awesome. Um, so I'm excited about all that. But like those email um, addresses. I know, right? <laughs> oh, God. I, I have not been doing that. Do that, that is what I'm really do bad that. at. That's no, horrible. do that. That's... I like totally haven't done that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, good That's idea. All right. Um, See, guys, I'm also collect email, email addresses email at film addresses. festivals. There you go. Another fun nugget. <laughs> Build your audience. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I have a script that uh, another writer wrote and that was sent to me that I love that we're um, working our way through and thinking about. And then I started shooting a documentary. That's a first. I've helped um, produce them for friends before, but this will be the first time I'm directing. And that has been pretty amazing um, so far. It has to do with gun violence and uh so, yeah, I could talk about that, but also I'm um, writing my own script that I'm tweaking. So it's a combo of those three things that I hope will begin to continue to shape Growing up and, and yeah. grow. And yeah, yeah they're, they're all little babies right now. But then you also have your music as well. Or do yeah, you... I, I, I want to write some new songs and I have a couple. I, maybe I'll just do like a little EP or a handful of songs because the the really nice, amazing people who put out my music in Nashville, um, they're like, yeah, it'd be good to have new stuff. And I was like, hmm, yes, okay, got it. <laughs> so, How did that influence, I mean, your background in music, picking music for the film? Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was amazing to work with songwriters and get original songs. I mean, there's um, Rodney Crowell and J.D. Souther and Will Oldham. I'm, like, huge fans of all of their music. And so being able to have them write for the film was, it's totally surreal. I mean, I can't believe that even happened still. I just said that, and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be at Nashville Film Festival in October, and we're doing a show. Like, um, we're having, like, a, a showcase, and that'll be so fun to play and support the film in that way. So it's a perfect convergence. I'm really happy. Um, I loved having... My composer is a really good friend. He gave me some cues. I was like, read the script, and then let's come up with some cues that the actors could hear while we're on set. So it was kind of reverse engineering it a bit. I like having music be part of the process the whole time instead of just coming in at the end. So like Smoke had a theme, and Margot had a theme, and the ambiance and the nature, the world had its own theme going, and it really was amazing to have that. No, that's those awesome. were those were in the final product too. They were, yeah, yeah, a lot of them, or at least the sketches of ideas, the skeleton of those things were still there. So it was it was nice. You what know, an like, amazing gift to your actors. Yeah, to it was like, cool. They loved that, it. Oh, I'm I would love it. I, I would know. love yeah. the absolute <laughs> shit out of that. Yeah, I, I have a background that. in oh, music cool. too. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, and so, you guys yeah. act. Yes. yes. Oh, I and didn't know that. You yeah. guys, yeah. awesome. You know. You, you, you do lots of things, right? Yeah, Just like I also to say, a few of all people. Yeah. yeah, I also write and direct too. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I'm like they know a lot of questions about this whole <laughs> process. Like, <laughs> Leslie's produced great. a bunch, and mm -hmm. did you write you? I have. You write music. I do. Yeah. Um, I need to be doing more of that. You should. Yeah. I know. So nice. Well, we just recently moved to Denver from mm -hmm. New York City area, and we're still, like, kind of getting situated. It's been a beast right. of a year. I hope we play in Denver. We'll see. That's John Please um, tell me. Ashton yeah. lives near there. I would love to come and see you. It's He's a so great, great music scene, actually. That, too. Yeah. And then I really want to, to screen the movie somewhere in Denver. That'd be really well, nice. Because he lives so close to there, and I... Yeah. I don't know. It'd be nice to have his friends and family. I'm just now like starting to get more and more film contacts. So now okay, you have cool. mine. Yeah. So you can awesome. reach out to me. And if there's any way I can help, I am happy to. Because cool. selfishly, 
I just want to see it on a big screen. Yeah, yeah, it does feel better. I mean, I still, you know, I like seeing things in the movie theater. Yeah, uh, yeah who doesn't? <laughs> For sure. For Absolutely. Sure. Um, so what's the difference between writing and directing versus taking someone else's material and directing it? Like, so what I've only is done that once. Okay. Um, and I helped the writer, you know, on, on, it was a short, we just did this short as they slept. I don't know if you guys saw that. I'll send it to you. Um, it's going to start going to more festivals and hopefully premiere somewhere online soon. Um, that was a really great young writer. Um, and she came up with an idea and we just kept like tweaking it. And I feel as though if it's the right material and the right writer that you are still collaborating you know like you're still helping figure out the story and um I don't know what it would be like to direct something that was like bad or that didn't resonate with me or something you know like I don't know I've never done that so well you don't need to yeah you don't have to start <laughs> no but I mean sometimes people like will do like tv episodes or something of some show and you're like that's they always say it's like not great writing I, I just haven't done that yet maybe I will but hopefully not I don't know um but I like working with writers like I, I've realized that in these two experiences that I've had it's really nice because you get to like talk about character and story so much and it's just really cool well, and you have the language to be able to do that with them. So I imagine that's probably an asset. Yeah, it's nice. And like writing, I think writing is, it's such a solo activity. So it's really nice to be able to bounce ideas off of other people. Even when I'm writing something on my own, I always want to send it to friends and talk about it or have a reading with actors and then, you know, get feedback from that, which is always very valuable so valuable like having more eyes on it more brains mm -hmm. like mulling it over yeah 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 and obviously you have to like know what's right for yes. you and take what's the best thing but just hearing it out loud is really helpful for the sure note behind the note that's, right? yeah <laughs> it's like okay that's you're not feeling something there but mm -hmm. that's i'm not going to change it that way right yeah, yeah. Behind the, note. the note behind the, the note. note behind the, i like that <laughs> um yeah well i mean i in general i feel like hearing things out loud is so different than hearing them in your head mm -hmm. oh completely different especially when an actor takes it in a different way and you're like that's so cool i didn't like see it in that way it's amazing or it's like yeah. that's not quite it like let's you know like let's talk about I it i would more. say like the biggest thing about directing though is is being able to know like you have a clear idea of what you want for sure. But then also that part that needs to stay open to like, there might be something better and that's cool. How amazing. That's the whole point of collaborating. Like let's try something else too. And having that material to work with later, it's, it's just knowing the balance. Like you can't always throw away things, but you, and you won't have tons of time to keep experimenting, but it's really nice to, figure out your process and know like there's this there's always this chance that there's something maybe that you didn't think of that's better but it's always good to have a very good clear sense of what you need mm -hmm. how do you find your characters voices when you're writing like how like do you have sometimes they just sort of speak on their own um and then I have to figure out what's going on behind the words like a writing a song it always feels really genuine when the melody comes first before the words. So like the emotion comes first and then figuring out what the the skeleton of it is or the 
bone of it. So like with characters, sometimes it'll start with a, an image or a line and then backtracking into what that is. Um, sometimes it's more clinical, like, oh, what needs to happen to get from X to Y? But oftentimes those end up getting cut or changed because it'll be too direct or obvious or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going <clears throat> to... Cool. Yeah, no. yeah, have at it. Um, I was going to say that it's interesting that you say the, that a character that you need to get from point A to point B gets cut because there were so many times watching your film where I was like, oh, this is what the film is about. Oh, no, this is what the <laughs> film is about. And it really was nice to be surprised at the end to like go on that journey with your characters. And well, I what think, do you guys think it was about? Think that we'll do it. I don't want to say now. I'm so afraid of spoiler. <laughs> no, no, you can say. You can say. I'll Come say, on. and then if I say too much, I mean, I think it's about being true to yourself and living the life that that you decide to live, even if it's harder. I don't know. So. Well, it's hard, especially if you're doing anything that isn't, you know, quote, normal or a little out of the yeah. box or whatever. I think it's easier now, but I think in her time, like in that period of time was difficult. What what year? What it was 78. Yeah. It was, it was there, but it also, I was like, this could have been like, it felt like it could have been in like early 90s all right, the way to right. all the way to the like late 70s to early 90s like it was very like yeah, it's true. fluid and I think that was I think that was good because it wasn't there was like one moment I'm like oh they don't have cell phones like mm -hmm. it, it, it wasn't like in your face that it was a period piece it was right, just yeah. like oh there's there's the old TV I remember in my grandparents totally, basement yeah, you know hints, yeah hints at it. yeah <laughs> and I think that's because it was outside so a much. lot of it's outside, yeah. You get away with a lot being outside. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Another fun fact, filmmakers, you get away with a lot by being outside. <laughs> That's true. You're but you were probably fighting, nuggets. were you fighting sun a lot? No, no. I mean, you, no. It was you just, just had it scheduled really yeah, well. Yeah, the fall, you get those amazing colors of the leaves. Yeah. You get, you know, summer into fall, and then you get the end of fall into winter and it we shot in order which is also very wow. intentional because she had never been in a movie before so I knew it would be better for her as an experience and also just for all of us like getting into the story which actually meant we had some of the harder more challenging orchestrated things in our first week or two but then a lot of the more character-based performance-based stuff um, later where you're just like with smoke and fishbone you would never know that is like her first film. I know. She's just a natural. She's yeah. great. I love watching her. Yeah. I mean, I watched her a lot for a year <laughs> of editing. So I know. And um, I never got tired of it. She's just so effortless. And Where is she from? She grew up all over the place. She, um, You guys should interview her, actually. Yeah. She's so fun. Yeah. Um, really interesting person. She grew up kind of in Hawaii, kind of in Utah, kind of in Florida, and, you know, among nature and, like, interesting family history. And, um, yeah, pretty cool girl. That is super cool. Um, I think I remember seeing on your IMDb that you've written for, like, series things as well. Oh, music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what yeah, I see. Songs. It doesn't, it doesn't differentiate between. Oh, really? oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think it does. I know it says something about, like, performing and writing, but I it guess does. it doesn't specify music, does it? 
I yeah. don't think so. Either that or I like spaced out. Usually they put the song name though, but maybe sometimes they don't. That's so cool though. I, IMDb can be like a mysterious place sometimes. But lots of songs. I've been <laughs> lucky with the licensing. That's great. That's like the only lucrative way I think to make money in it's music true. right now. Yeah, you can be touring, but that's still not, you know, a ton unless you're yeah, like already overhead. super famous. But yeah. um but yeah, like for me, licensing's huge and it got me more gigs around the world, like having these songs on these big shows. Then people are like, oh, we want you to come play in Canada or China or, you know, wherever. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. As we to say, also, if you do music, <laughs> license. <laughs> I know. Get. It's so much more competitive now. I haven't had one in a while. I hope I, I need to write some new songs. Well, yeah, one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find your music? Oh, it's on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube and Bandcamp and you name it. Right. Amazing. It. Amazing. What about um, you as a filmmaker? Where can people find you? Um, I have a website that's just my name. Very creative. Um, and then the uh, best. some stuff like is on short of the week or, you know, uh, I don't know. There's all these websites with short films you on Twitter, them. Twitter, Instagram. Twitter. Someone stole my identity on Twitter, <gasps> and I just didn't fight them. They wanted me to pay them, so I just don't care. So whoever <laughs> whoever it is on Twitter that's pretending to be me, it's not cool. Um, I didn't rude. even know that was a thing people did. Yes, it's happened before. I was reading about it, and I was just like, I'm not going to pay you for my name. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're just cooler than I am because I had no idea that people do that either. Because people are like, "Who the hell is this person?" Wrong person, by the way. Like, it should be someone who's like a dot com billionaire who who can actually like pay you a bunch of money. You can actually extort in the sometimes people think when you've like done things, you know, like you've had songs on shows, and they're like, "Oh, she must have." They don't know. They're not aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they could just have it. I don't care. So no, I don't have Twitter. I love that. But so I do what's have your Facebook so, okay. and Instagram? Great. And uh, yeah, those are the two main ones. Do you know your I'm handles. We'll two. post. We'll put them. It's below, just at Harula Rose. And Great. then the movie though is at O U A R Film. So the movie like know. updates on screenings and you know all that stuff is is on. There's going to be a lot of them all over. Yeah, the I'm country, so excited. So. We start on the East Coast and then move all the way west. And then kind of in the Midwest and then, yeah, Europe. Um, really excited. That's awesome. Spain, Italy. Are you going to go? Yeah, I hope yeah. so, at least to one. Um, it'd be nice to go back to Spain. I got to live there for a little while um, when I finished college and it'd be nice to go back there. I hope my family's from Greece. I hope we get to screen there, but I don't know if we will. Um, yeah. We'll see. Well, that's awesome. Well, okay. th- congratulations. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, I can't thanks wait for to making time. share the film with everyone, too. Oh, yeah, so thanks. If you're near a screening, you'll have to go. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely be, I don't know, hopefully it'll be in Denver. I don't know exactly when the dates are in L.A., but I know it's in November. Um and I can like update people. Yeah, update us. And we always, um, once you're a guest, you're a part of our family. Oh, cool, so cool. we continue to. And oh my love god, to you know share. I'm writing something with Hannah. I haven't told. Yeah. Oh, oh. She, she might not have mentioned. Oh, she, so she's she talking about it. Hannah McPherson, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 we're she right, we're co-writing it. a thing, and um, she's going to direct it, and that's yes. really fun because 
you know, she's the best. That's See, super it's fun. amazing. It's a big incestuous family in the best way possible. <laughs> totally. yeah, yeah. I just like want to hang out with people I like and make it be work. Yes. So. Who doesn't yes. want that? That sounds great. Yeah. yeah amazing. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time to sit and talk with us. Thank and thank you, you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>